I really truly appreciate what you all do. I find what you do is very interesting as well. I mean, that's you're you're interacting with customers, working on one on one with them, and um, and you know, of course, walking them, kind of holding their hands through one of the most stressful times in their lives because the home buying situation. Yeah. Other than that, and you know, unfortunately, I hate to say, planning for a funeral. Those are the two big things in life in a marriage, uh, and having kids. You know, those are the big things in life that you have to to navigate. Well, I don't know if you've ever Googled this. It sounds like you maybe have, but if you Google right now, the top worst things to go through life, number one is the death of a loved one. Number two is going through divorce. And number three is buying a home. <laughs> it's number four, buying a car too. <laughs> I, I, I remember the top three. I stopped no, I'm after. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Willpower Podcast. My name is William Gomez and I am the host of the show. Uh, you are in for a treat today. We have Mike Collier with us today. Uh, he's the chief meteorologist at Channel 2. And I can't wait for you to hear his story and kind of peel back a layer of just you know, so many people see him on TV every night and he goes into depth a little bit um, on his personal life. And I can't wait for you to hear and hear his story. He's been doing weather for over 20 years and uh, it's an awesome conversation. All right, Mike. Yes, thank you Will. so much for being here, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Of, it's it's an honor. Of course, man. It's been a while. Um, so you and I met for the first time back in like was it two thousand and fifteen or sixteen or so? Yeah, as older I get, the my memory gets worse. But it, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was a, while, a little while ago. So uh, it's funny. Right before this, we were talking about um, the gym. That's where we met. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, and man, one of the things too that between the time where uh, you know, we met at the gym and, uh, by the way, congrats on like your fitness journey and everything, just Thank because you. like, uh, even just whenever I first met you, but I remember, I've remembered you putting, uh, before and after pictures, like your transformation is incredible, man. So thank you. I'm not to your standards because you are lean, <laughs> mean machine. So uh, I do need some tips from you. Well, I appreciate that. But I think we're all kind of never really satisfied where we're at. Sure, right. So right. no matter where you're at, um, like for me, like people will tell me, you know, comments like that. I'm like, thank you. But I feel like I could be doing a lot better. But um, but anyways, one of the things that we actually kind of maybe uh, talked a little bit about, um, over social media, but never really in person was a big, um, component to your like weight loss journey and transformation was intermittent fasting. It was, are you still doing it? Uh, I'm back at it now. Um, I, I, uh, real long story short. Um, I, I suffer from anxiety. Uh, I have my whole life, um, actually have had panic attacks and, um, you know, so I, I, to make that again, long story short, I, I lost a lot of weight. I did well. I, I got off anti-anxiety medication that actually ballooned me up. And oh, so, okay, okay. so, you know, in a constant trying to battle the anxiety in life and, and going to therapy and working through that and everything, um, you know, I had to get back on anti-anxiety medication. And recently it's like, it's putting me back up. So now I've restarted the intermittent fasting again, and um, I can already see the change in energy levels. And uh, finally, I you know I track maybe too meticulously uh, my weight. Uh, it's it's finally starting to curve back down. So for me 
personally, and I've, you know, I've spoke to, been able to speak to nutritionists about this, you know, some would advise for it, some advise against it, but for me personally, it, it does help. Yeah. It, and I love that. I, I love that we're getting right into it as well too, because so, um, right before this or at 11, around 11 ish or so, I was actually the guest in a different podcast that I did through zoom and, you know, I was talking to her, uh, her and telling her a little bit about my story. And at the very end, she was just like, you know, once we turned the cameras off and everything, she goes, wow. She was like, I was on the verge of like about to cry mm-hmm. hearing your story just because like all like this lady's in Pennsylvania yeah. and, and she was, all she sees is like the highlight reel of sure, like, the yeah. content that I'm putting out and everything. And so I love that we're kind of getting into that <laughs> because I think so many people, um, forget especially like you know not not only just seeing you out and about but i mean which normally the way that i i come out in the podcast is like hey which i still kind of want to do like tell people that you know maybe hadn't haven't heard about Mm you but um of course you're the weatherman for channel two yeah so you're on tv every single night or at least every night that you're Mm -hmm. at work yeah so i don't think people hear that (laughs) side of it no in in the news case you don't go hey stop these are my life issues you know know, they just see hey here's your weather forecast and and that's it you know i would have never guessed that but so whenever you started doing that are you uh did did you start intermittent fasting and like, were you still doing medication and you just kind of dropped off? What, like, what, what did that look like? Yeah. So I, I had been taking anti-anxiety medication and I'm very sensitive to medications and we're still trying to find the right one that doesn't have the huge side effects of weight gain and, and whatnot. And that's, that's a process that's going to take still some more time. Uh, but you know, I it was actually my son's first birthday party. Um, I'll never forget in uh, June of uh, 29th, 2018, we had his birthday party. We're eating cake. And then we went right after that. I was like, I'm getting this pizza and I'm eating it. And I, after I was done, I was like, I can't keep doing this in life. It was was just, I was at 220. um, And right now I'm like at 188. um, And, you know, it was going up. So I I needed to curve that down. But um, I was at 220. I felt miserable in life. Uh, just is just not feeling good about myself. And I was like, I got to make a change. And I'd heard about intermittent fasting. And I finally said, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And I think that key of the drive of doing it is what helped me prepare, uh, propel me to lose the weight. And, and I said it worked for me. And that was because it got my mind kicked kicked in, in, in gear to get going to lose that weight. That's awesome. Um, so for, for others, it might be, you know, uh, the, the higher protein, keto diet, whatever it yeah. might be, whatever can click in your mind, that I think is is what's probably best for you. Yeah, and the, the thing that I've uh, noticed in the research that I've done too is like the biggest differences is in males and females because uh, my wife tried it a little bit as well because yeah. her and I don't have the, the problem of going to the gym. Like we love going to the gym. Sure. And, but of course, the nutrition is the biggest percentage mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah. And that was like our biggest struggle and everything. So I tried it. I started seeing awesome results. I've been doing it now for... I believe coming up on two years. Great. And, great. and even though like I can't compare my story to yours as far as, uh, you know, the overweightness, uh, just, <laughs> right. uh, as far as like, even like the medication and all that sure. stuff. But like, I can just tell you like, and I track, I'm a big believer in tracking everything. Yeah. And yeah. so I even track on my whoop. I wear a whoop and, um, every day I do like a journal just yes. No. Like, did you, you know, you know, uh, did you drink yesterday or no? Yeah. Did you, uh, you know, stretch yesterday or, and one of those is, did you, uh, 
feel bloated yesterday. Mm. And I, I didn't realize how bloated I felt all the time, even yeah. though I wasn't like technically like overweight. Sure. But it was that alone in itself. It's making me have like a better life. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's, a, that's really interesting. I, I want to start doing that as well because then you could probably relate to what foods made you feel that way. Yeah. How, how like when's the last time that you had your meal before you go to bed and all this mm -hmm. stuff. But so I had great success. My wife tried it and the opposite effect, she hated it. And then I started, you know, um, something to do with hormones as far as, you know, uh, all these different things that it's why it's helping, um, it helps men more than it does female. But what's crazy is the one TED talk that's out there, it's a female that's like advocating for us well. So like you said, some stuff works for people that other stuff doesn't as well yeah. too. So, um, so Mike, what we talked about, you're the, what's the official title? Chief, Chief meteorologist. So Chief for, weather geek. There you go. Yeah. So in for Oklahoma, that automatically makes you uh, like a senior weatherman, <laughs> right? For the craziness that we're seeing. Yeah. You know, this weather that we deal with here is unique. Um, it is uh, incredibly stressful at times. Um, you know, just the other night when we had tornado warnings ongoing, it's really weird because, you know, Tulsa was fine. So people went about their lives. But, you know, about 30 minutes east of here, there was a tornado touchdown prior. And uh, their lives are at risk. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, something that when you're in the midst of it, as you know, if it was Tulsa, you would be paying close attention. And these people's lives are dependent on your coverage. Um, and I know that, that I'm not trying to make it sound like it's just the truth. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, apps can only take you so far. Um, I'll give you an example. My brother-in-law, um, a couple years ago, he's like, <laughs> Mike, I don't need you. I've got an app on my phone. Yeah. And I laughed, I, you know, ha, 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 whatever. Um, I go, someday you might actually. And honest to goodness, that spring, his neighborhood was hit by a tornado. Did significant damage in the neighborhood as well. And right after, he's like, uh, Mike, I, I'm sorry that I even made that joke because you literally like gave me time to protect my family and take That's cover. That's crazy. And, um, and I'm not like, I say all this and not trying, there's other great meteorologists that people watch. It's just not me. It's it just in the profession in general. Um, you know, we take great responsibility with that because we are analyzing data that 98% of the audience has no idea what they're looking at. Yeah. You know, and, and our job is to look at that and tell them, Hey, this is what you need to do to stay safe. And the way technology has, has come along these days it's gotten really, really good. And sometimes we can give a 30, 45 minute uh, tornado warning in, in advance of them hitting their area or tornado, uh, you know, warning to tell them, hey, you've got 30 minutes to prepare. And sometimes it seems to me like too much time because then people kind of like, oh, well, I can wait, yeah. you know, and then they think, oh, it's not here. And then bam, it hits. And unfortunately, uh, it, you know, we've seen, for instance, in Joplin, uh, that with the Joplin tornado, um, you know, the, a lot of people had been grown complacent uh, because there have been a lot of watches and warnings, but it hadn't hit them exactly. And they, a lot of people went out, looked and wanted to see it for themselves. And that was such a destructive tornado that we saw too many fatalities with that you know, because people had grown too complacent with it. So um, I think the moral of that story is, is trust your meteorologist that you're watching, whether it's me, whatever other station, I don't care but trust that they really are trying to do the best job to keep you safe. Yeah, and it's crazy though because 
you know, people make fun of that as far as like, oh, you live in Oklahoma <laughs> to where most people that come to the state. And then uh, even I remember, you know, I was born in, in Mexico and I moved here when I was like, um, like eight. And yeah. I, I grew up in Sand Springs from okay. that point on. Yeah. And, and I even remember uh, hearing, and I don't know, uh, you'll, you'll know this, but the, the, I heard it today, the Wednesday, uh, 12 o'clock, like the yeah, test. Right. Is yeah. that just for Tulsa? or Because I remember hearing it in St. Springs. Yeah. So officially for the, the uh, <laughs> Tulsa County, they do it every Wednesday if there's fair weather and no severe weather anticipated. They'll test your alarms at noon. Um, I live in Bixby and they do it Saturday. So, and I live right on the, the city county line. So I get it twice a week. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I remember hearing that and I was scared, even though sure. it was a test. Like, yeah. you know, I was just like, what in the world? Because I remember like hearing tornadoes are really bad. I remember when I was in Mexico and I watched the movie, The Twister. Yeah, yeah. And that scared the crap out of me. So, of course, the first time that I ever uh, witnessed like an actual like tornado siren that like something might be coming, I was like freaked out. Like, I think it took me probably, I don't know, probably about five years to really maybe kind of lean a little bit more towards like, sure, it's going to be here in 30 minutes, but like, yeah, is it right. really coming? But once you kind of cross that line, it's a dangerous line because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sometimes like my wife, for example, like she's been here since 2015. Mm -hmm. She, you know, was born in Canada, grew up in, okay. in, um, in Illinois, St. Louis area, right on the borderline there. But she's kind of like, She's kind of like my my balance, not only just in life overall, yeah. but just when it comes to tornado time, like I'm always like, we're going to be fine. And then she like freaks out, yeah. you know, but I think that so many people that have been here a long time, especially if you were born and raised here, you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I get it. And I'm worried about that. Uh, you know, I really, truly am. That's my fear is that, um, you know, there is going to be a time. And I don't know when. And uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're not God here. We're not uh, predicting weather for 30 years out in advance. But in the next 30 years, there is going to be a major tornado that hits right here in the metro. I mean, we did see one in 2017 uh, that was in the middle of the night uh, that impacted oh, just right down the street. And everything. Yeah, yeah, it was an EF3 tornado. And it happened suddenly. But we're going to see a more, that was a, a kind of a non-traditional, you know, what we call a supercell uh, storm, but we're going to see, you know, like we saw in more, that's going to impact our area. It's just, you know, it's crazy statistics will tell you that. Unfortunately, too, uh, if you, you know, last spring, the statistical chances of us seeing a major tornado in eastern Oklahoma, EF3 or greater, was very high. For the fact that we've never gone uh, this long without seeing a major tornado hit so we've gone one year stretches of not but we've never gone two years and so last year we went two years so now we're in uncharted territory yeah and so That's my crazy my point being is we're due and if i can stress anything is please be alert and aware and do not take it lightly. Yeah. That's, that's so good to hear because I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know that a tornado hit in prior wherever, how long ago? Two days uh, ago? Yep. Two days ago. EF zero. We Did had to take any lives. Uh, no, it didn't. It, it was very good. minor damage and, and, you know, out in the middle of a field. So that, that's good news. There were a couple of EF zero tornadoes as well down now near the South saw area. Um, and you know, the national weather service just went out and surveyed those and those don't really impact people. And the, and that unfortunately leads to like, well, you know, it's going to be out in the middle of nowhere, not impacting me, but yeah. I mean, it, you know, 
what 30 minutes away and you had a tornado on the ground so yeah and all it takes is january 2nd that I, was and, and the thing the thing is that people always think of like you said more and for anybody out there listening that you know is not familiar with the local area uh more oklahoma is like a neighbor to like oklahoma city and there hasn't been one but how many like really bad tornadoes three uh, EF three to five tornadoes. And that's like the, the highest five is the greatest. Yeah. And it two took, EF fives. And it took a, a lot of lives, right? Yeah. We have the May of 99, uh, you know, unfortunately I don't know the exact death toll, but it was high, uh, very unfortunate high amount. Um, and then we had the May of, uh, 2013, I believe in Moore, Oklahoma, both more, uh, in the same town hit by EF five tornadoes. And crazy. yeah, the, the life, uh, count was, uh, tragic in both incidences. One in the uh, 2013, unfortunately hit an elementary school right out in the afternoon and, and killed, you know, poor innocent kids nice. that were just going to school there. Um, so yeah, it, it, here in Oklahoma, our lives are at risk. Yeah, it's crazy, but so it doesn't necessarily have to be to that extent because it's easy to kind of blow it off and say, okay, yeah, one hit him prior sure. in the middle of nowhere, yeah. nothing happened. But I was telling you, I grew up in St. Springs and I, uh, what was it, like three years ago, two years ago, whenever one actually hit out there and it took a couple of lives. I, I don't know the exact number, maybe like- It was 2004. 14, I believe. Was it that long ago? Yeah, okay. I know. So I thought it was like a couple of years ago. No, so. time uh, flies. Yeah, it right? flies. Yeah. So uh, do you remember how many that took? Like it wasn't. I believe time. two people two. died. Yeah. But that was like big. Yeah, it was, it was significant and, and it lifted right before it came to downtown Tulsa. Um, I worked at Channel 8 at the time and we were on a hill and we could see towards the Sand Springs area and I actually went out and covered it from our deck because we could see it. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that could have impacted downtown Tulsa, you know, if it kept going crazy. So a couple of things I want to hit on that you mentioned were, um, you know, you went into depth a little bit of how serious you take your job because Mm -hmm. of the lives that it could impact Mm -hmm. if you're just kind of, you know, we're all humans. So it's easy to maybe one time come into work and just be like, it's just one of those days. Like, I'm not really feeling it today. Right. So it's like, I'm going to, you know, half do my job Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. you don't really have that luxury. But if you really look at different occupations out there, Mm -hmm. so you have, you know, a weatherman, I'm a loan officer, you have a mechanic, you have a teacher. We, we as humans, especially I feel like as Americans, we take a lot of the why Mm -hmm. behind anything for granted sure because if you look at those four professions like for me it's just like okay i might not be out here saving lives but as a loan officer or anybody else out there that's a loan officer as well you forget that that person that you might not feel like calling like that could be that person that you could change their their family generational wealth for their entire you know life because you're helping them purchase a home right a mechanic you could be saving a life yeah. because you're switching those brakes that, you know, a teacher, et cetera. Like you, you, so many people forget that. And I feel that so many people that even watch you on a daily basis 
take that for granted as well. They just say, they just kind of see you up there just doing the, the weather like, oh, cool. Like he's probably looking at an app like I'm looking and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's crazy. It's no. crazy that people, people take that for granted. No, I understand your profession greatly. You know, um, it, when I went, wanted to buy my first house, I went to a credit union because I didn't know what I was doing or, or not to say that's wrong. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they had stricter standards that I was a first time buyer. Didn't, didn't yeah. know. And they told me no. And I was like, oh, life crushed. I can't even buy a house, yeah. you know, but I'm a very persistent person. Yeah. So I was like, eh, this doesn't seem right. So I went to someone that was like, oh yeah, we get you home. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, I mean that, that can change. And, and those are stressful times. And, you know, just as for us customers uh, trying to purchase a home, um, you know, there's so much going on, uh, with my last home purchase, the, the other person, um, had bank of America and, and, I uh, didn't have their ducks in a row and it delayed our closing. Yeah. And it was just like this, you know, so I really, truly appreciate what you all do. I find what you do is very interesting as well. I mean, that's you're, you're interacting with customers working on one-on-one with them and, um, and, you know, of course, walking, kind of ha- holding their hands through one of the most stressful times in their lives. Cause the home buying situation, yeah. other than that, and, you know, unfortunately I hate to say planning for a funeral, those are the two big things in a lot in a marriage. Uh, and having kids, you know, those are the big things in life that you have to to navigate. Well, I don't know if you've ever Googled this. But it sounds like you maybe have. But if you Google right now, the top worst things to go through life. Number one is the death of a loved one. Number two is going through divorce. And number three is buying a home. <laughs> is number four buying a car too. <laughs> I, I, I remember the top three. I stopped no, I'm just after. Kidding. I'm just kidding. But, uh, buying a but car can be a, a real can. big pain. It, but, but that, you know, I guess at least buying a home and buying a car, you go through the stressful part and then you're like, oh, I got a new house. Or yeah. like, I got a new car, right? Because yeah. I'm a big, I love like the new car feeling. Oh yeah. And then, so anytime that I'm like, okay, I guess like my, uh, my truck had some issues and it was going to cost like seven to $9,000 to get my truck fixed. Yeah. And I was like, do I fix it? Do I buy a new car? And I feel like once you kind of even have a small little, you know, seed of like, you're like, Oh, I'm getting a new car. Right. But then the process of it, you're like, Oh my, you want to pull your head hair out. And then once you're like, are in it and everything is done, you're like, okay, like I have a new car. And then a month later, you're kind of like, it's not a new car anymore. So, but those are the only two things that at least, I mean, unless you're going through like a really bad divorce that you're like going through it and then you're like, okay, I guess I'm, you know, it's right. Happy that I'm out of that. Right. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, uh, it's crazy. Like all the, like, you don't know what you don't know. And, um, uh, one of the things too, uh, I told you I was, uh, right before I was in a, uh, somebody was like interviewing me on a podcast and they were asking me, they're like, how many, like, can you think of a story that somebody said, uh, that, that, that you helped somebody get a mortgage mm-hmm. that didn't think that they could get a mortgage. And I was like, like, I have plenty of those yeah. because so many times when people ask that or think of that, they think of somebody with like a low credit or somebody with you know, something like bad. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I was like, I've had people that have good credit and are self-employed and don't really have debts that I've told them like, hey, congrats, you're approved. And they're they're like, really? Yeah, Yeah, because maybe they just went to a different, you know, you know, like you said, like in your case, you went to a credit union and they're like, sorry, we can't help Mm -hmm. you. And then the other lender might've easily been like, yep, you're approved. And then it's like, you don't know what you don't know. And so- really taking that, um, 
that responsibility of what we do, no matter what you do out there, mm-hmm. um, it's so vital in order to be able to help people, which I believe that that's what we were all um, put on this earth to sure. do. No matter Absolutely. if you're a stay-at-home parent or whatever it is that you do. The other thing that I wanted to mention that you talked about is, you know, a lot of people say, I don't need, uh, I don't, I know, I don't need a weatherman because I have my app to tell me. <laughs> so right. I hear it on my end as well is, uh, why do we even need a lender? Like we have click button, push, yeah, right. get a mortgage. Uh. So I feel that we're both in a occupation where as technology, as we're seeing it, it's just flying in front of our eyes. Where do you see your your specific op- occupation heading in the future as well too. That's that, a, I've never thought about that. Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, we talk about this a lot at the station is that, you know, <laughs> uh, the well, there's there's a couple issues going on in our media industry right now, and that is uh, ratings measurement. Um, the Nielsen that is pretty much a monopoly on uh, calculating how many people are watching your station, uh, they are a kind of a, a archaic uh, rating system. So if you were to ask me how many people watch, you know, and I would tell you, you know, 10 people, but the way they capture those ratings is so 1970s and 1980s that it's so wrong. And so, uh, my job depends on that company measuring them correctly. So it's, it's, really and incredibly strange the luckily the company i work for uh, ew scripts is a is a really big one of the bigger uh, media companies in the united states and just this year they said you know what we're dropping nielsen and we're going to say you know what forget that because they can't get their they can't get the information correct we can't sell it we're going to be better off just saying hey this is the product that we put out and this is what we're putting uh, you know we're doing our best to show our community ties and whatnot and um, we've partnered with Comscore that has a better analytical uh, grasp on ratings right now by using, uh, like if you're watching YouTube TV, well, for instance, uh, go not too deep into the weeds here, but uh, Nielsen, let's say uh, you have uh, 40 people over to watch the big game on YouTube TV. All right. They couldn't measure that, yeah. you know, so we wouldn't get credit for, you know, all 40, these people yeah. watching. Uh, this big game or this big event or severe weather event, we wouldn't get credit for that. Yeah. Uh, we would get credit for one person that has this measurement on their cable box in a home and that might have 20 TVs, but they might not even use that TV. Yeah. So we don't know who's watching. And so we see that uh, decline in viewership, which also hurts the local broadcasting companies. And so with that, we have to try to find ways that are measured through uh, YouTube, actual YouTube uh, versus YouTube TV uh, that we can access analytics to, um, to TikTok, to Facebook, to Instagram, that we see the metrics uh, that we can, we can share with people, you know, how many people are actually watching. Um, but once, so that hurts our industry right now. And so we're trying to evolve and trying to figure out a way to, to actually measure who's watching us. Um, with that being said, we have to adapt because people are not sitting down at a five o'clock newscast. You know, I mean, let's be yeah. real. Let's who, who does that these days? Maybe one out of a hundred. Yeah. Um, but we, we don't accurately know, but we're just assuming that people don't do that anymore via our research. So we have to be able to adapt 
and reach those people and monetize it as well to be a sustainable business. Yeah. And how do you do that these days? You know, uh, with without the control of other companies like Instagram yeah. and Facebook and and TikTok, where they are the the servers of it, but it's our product. So how are we going to sell that? So we're trying to figure that out still. Um, newspapers, as you can see, are dying. Um, and they will, you know, I don't know if they'll ever be completely dead, but um, their dying radio is decreasing as well um, because of in- inaccurate measurements. Uh, TV is being hurt by that as well. So uh, we're constantly evolving. And I know there's uh, a lot of rambling to that because there's so many intricacies involved. So to make it all in a short little, we're evolving and still trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think that even once you quote unquote figure out though, it's, you know, and I think you said one word in there that really stuck out that you said, we're trying to adapt. And I always think in my head, it doesn't matter, you know, how tall you are. It doesn't matter how uh, pretty you are. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how even hardworking you are. Mm -hmm. If you can't adapt to whatever environment you're in, it's going to be hard to survive. And that has happened personally um, in our business. I mean, we've seen the most business we've ever seen 2020 and 2021. It's, it's crazy that I tell people once the entire world was hurting because of COVID, mm-hmm. I even think you guys couldn't even go to work, right? When yeah, were, I worked the, from home. Yeah. yeah. And we were thriving. We mm-hmm. were like, rates just fell. Uh, you know, we're helping people refinance in their home. We're, we're, we're helping people buy homes um, that they thought that they couldn't buy just because rates like money was so cheap. Now that the world is like COVID's not a thing anymore. Us over here, we're like, okay, now this is really impacting us because yeah. I, I believe across, um, across the nation last year for um, lenders, um, besides the, you know, the companies that, that um, didn't shut down because there was a lot of companies that shut down. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of layoffs and it was over 50% that these lending companies were down from 2021 to 2022. Mm. So in this, in this specific scenario, you, the only people that are going to survive are the people that are going to be able to adapt and you constantly have to be adapting because mm-hmm. even if you were to, you know, call me next week and say, well, I know that I told you this last week in our conversation, but like you said, we just hired another company or, you know, that they're figuring things out. Once you figure things out, things are going to change again. Yep. And again, exactly. It's crazy. So let me, a question mm-hmm. on that is how did they measure? I I understand the whole fact of you can't measure of like, even if somebody's really watching one mm-hmm. YouTube video and three people are watching it, but do they like what percentage of the entire news uh, the news is what, like 30 minutes or an yeah. hour? Some, so, it's some are an hour, some are half hour. So yeah. what percentage of that do they, do they actually count as well? Do you know that? As far as like how many people are watching or? Yeah. So like if they told you like, Hey, 10 people watched. Yeah. So those 10 people, they have to have watched at least what percentage of the. Gotcha. Six minutes. At least six minutes. At least six minutes. Okay. Six minute increments. So it goes from zero hour to six minutes and then from 15 to 21. So those are the time captures in a newscast. And that's why you always see the first eight minutes are like, bam, 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 commercial. And then at 15, we put weather because that's the biggest draw. So we've held people that long. And then 15 to 21 is typically the weather. And then after that, (laughs) it's, it's hold, hopefully people come back at the the 30. Gotcha. So uh, it's funny that um, whenever 
Um, I, you know, uh, this lady named Cindy Morrison, she's a oh, wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. She was in news for like yeah. a long time. Yeah. I used to work and, with her at Channel 8. Yeah. Oh, nice. So she took, uh, I, I, I've done a couple of like social media classes for real estate uh-huh. and she came to one and she just like, you know, was like everything that you're teaching it's like what we were taught in news. Like you have to have a hook. Oh yeah. You have to have a sub hook. Yeah. You have to be able to keep people engaged or else they're just going to scroll. Like you said, you know, maybe people watching or listening, they think like six minutes, like out of a 30 minute show, but six minutes is a long time, especially in 2023. Yeah, right. It's it, that is. Yeah. Cause most TikToks last what? 30 seconds, you know, some of them are up to like, I think, you can go up to um, like three minutes now. Sure. But 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 the reason I'm saying that is because I've watched some that I'm just like, I start looking around and I'm like, this is a lot. And it's like a minute and 10 seconds. I know. I know. It seems overwhelming, right? Just because that's how your brain is. I know. Tricked is crazy. Yeah. And, and so what we have found in the evolution of our newscasts is one, you know, they need to be quick hitting stories. Or if we do the long form, which there is a need and there's a want for, if it's a captivating story that's going to take five minutes, we have found that the viewer will will watch it. Yeah, it doesn't need to be the twenty thirty seconds. That if it is captivating yeah. and it's a true story, I mean, because people are still watching Yellowstone, you know, I mean, yeah, that there's there's always going to be a need for longer form, um, but the, it's content is king. You know, if you have the content, people are going to be hooked. Absolutely. And one of the greatest, if not actually, I personally believe, in my opinion, the greatest currency, even more than money and crypto and Bitcoin mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff is time. Yeah. Because once you spend, like if I spend $100 right now, I can find a way to make $100, whether it's today, tomorrow, in the next week, in the next month. Sure. If I spend like the hour we spend in here today, it's like, we're never going to get that back. Nope. So People will watch longer form stuff, but only if they want to. And yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's so going back to content is king is, you know, take looking at this podcast, for example, this kind of happened by accident mm-hmm. because I started with my personal brand with short form content. Cause that's what people were consuming. Right. And then, so I would have people in and say, Hey, do you want to come in? Let's have a five minute conversation. I just don't want to get one real out of it. And then people would start messaging me and saying, where can I listen to the whole conversation? Yeah, right. And I'm like, there's no whole conversation. Yeah. And then, so that's kind of what kicked that off. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that for every single podcast, I'll have like a short reel that if it's 40 seconds, it's way too long. Yeah. So I try right. to keep it around 30 seconds, but like, for example, like, you know, we have, you know, a reel that go out, like, let's say on just one platform, like 20,000 people will seen that reel. Mm-hmm. You might get a hundred people out of those 20,000 that will go and watch the entire thing. And that's, the, the, the conversion rate yeah, doesn't right. make sense. Right. But once again, people only one will, will give time to what they, what they're about. They're yeah. just not going to give their time freely. Like back in the eighties where you're like, well, I guess we have to watch. That's all, all you had. That's, that's all, all you, you could. Yeah. And they were mesmerized by it. Yeah. It, it's no longer there, uh, which is interesting. I'm a huge fantasy football fan. And so I listen to podcasts and I will listen all the way to the end. You know, I'll listen all 78 minutes of it. I don't care. I want to hear every yeah. bit of information. And and if you find that viewership and that, uh, that loyalty, I mean, that can drive and sustain a business right there. Um, you know, but you get, you got to find your niche. You have obviously done that with weather. Um, there's a lot of people that out there that produce weather content. I'm still trying to evolve that and figure that out to make it unique, which is 
which is interestingly tough. You would think it would be easy, but there's a lot of folks out there doing weather. Yeah. You know? And I think I've seen maybe, maybe one or so, but I mean, I think that you're, you're, um, I think you're doing a great job. You're doing one of the things that so many people won't do. And that's just being consistent. Like I feel, and once again, going back to figuring out as we're evolving, um, like, I feel like when I first started following you, like I was seeing a bunch of your stuff and, and it's crazy how the algorithm just shows what, what they want to show, what they, what they think that you want to watch in there. But from what I've seen, I feel like you're pretty consistent. And I think that that's, even if you create great content, Mm -hmm. if you're not consistent, you're, you know, you're not like the mastermind that I told you that I went to, um, before we started, you, you went out there, they taught you about it. And then you came home with six videos, like the videos that I do. And I think me and only like two other people out of the 10 people, uh, there was a class of 10 people were the only ones that kept doing anything after that because people are just like, don't want to keep implementing and be consistent. I understand. And it's crazy. So going back to the why of, you know, all these professions, but my question to you is what's your, your, why you've been doing this now for almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20, you're right. Uh, I was just thinking about 21 years to be exact. I started when I was 19. That's Uh, crazy. So we're coming up on 22 actually uh, because it'll be 42. Uh, you well, don't 41. look 42, by yeah. the way. Sorry, I'm doing the math here. No, you're good. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, so, uh, you know, long story short, um, when I, I keep saying that because I know in our business, we got we got to be quick. So um, <laughs> that's your I, hook. That's, that's your hook. <laughs> for, so for, so people keep listening. I have, long story short. Yeah. yeah. Attention problem. So I'm always just like, give it to me quick. Yeah. Um, when I was six, my uncle, and this is what caused the anxiety as, as a kid, uh, well, I was eight, but when I was six, my grandfather died. When I was eight, my uncle died. And these two guys, I was so close to growing up. I mean, I was like at their hip, you know, loved them dearly. My uncle, Mike, I looked up to immensely, uh, kind of like a father figure. He, he got leukemia and he was 35 and died within a couple months. Wow. And so as a kid, you know, I didn't know what, what transpired there, but you know, it was like, uh, here's my uncle and now he's gone. Um, I kind of understood, but it far as like trying to process this that as a kid, one, it drove me as anxiety because hospitals or doctors and I would, you know, get anxious there. And then I would always think, oh, I'm dying too, you know, uh, as a kid. Yeah. Um, so when we had the funeral, I, I'll never forget this. It was really uh, I grew up Catholic, so, you know, we have, like, the the uh, rosary, and then you have the actual, so it, it goes on for, like, four days, and it was just, it was in April, and it was cloudy, and it was dreary, and it was wet, and it was just miserable, and I'll never forget when my dad and I left my uh, grandma's house to go back to our house. Um, I went outside and was playing just as a kid would, and the the most beautiful the clouds just broke and had the most beautiful rainbow as the sun was setting. And that right there clicked the, my fascination with weather, like right then. And you, the, were, you were how old? Eight years old. Wow. So I, and so then right after that, I, I wanted everything to do with weather. I, it's just not like, it is such a powerful uh, play on our emotions and our lives. It just was fascinating to me so i was watching like back then and it sounds really geeky but we you know, like the weather channel i'd watch it like 24 7 yeah like, other people watching the tv i'm yeah. watching the weather channel just from other different places that didn't even impact you i'm assuming like oh the, yeah just yeah, like, the weather in general yeah. yeah if you're talking weather i'd watch every local station um you know i 
the funny thing is, as I was a huge fan of Channel 8 at the time as a kid, and um, I we went and took a tour at Channel 8, and my friend, one of my closest friends, knew I loved weather, and his tour went first, and as they were passing by, he knew I wanted to do this someday, and he looked at me, he's like, you were never going to work here. <laughs> and I believed it because I'm like, yeah, I get it. I've never worked at Channel 8. Yeah. How could I ever get this job, you yeah. know? Um, and it, what the funny thing was is at 19, year old, 19 years old, I was on air at Channel 8 and just thinking, you know, people can tell you whatever they want, but if you put your drive, your heart into something and work towards a goal, you can definitely achieve it. Um, and and I you know that's not Good Morning America or anything yeah, like that, yeah. but still for me as a kid here in Tulsa, yeah. the, the it was the legacy number one station and uh, I was there at 19. And um, so that's where my passion began and where I drove to. Um, I became chief meteorologist uh, seven years ago. So now I'm 40, you know, do the math. That yeah. was what, 33 or 34. Yeah. And did, did you move over to channel two? For, I can for count that, again. For I that? Mean, um, so no, I actually became, so I went, started out as a Travis Myers, right-hand man uh -huh. as weather producer and fill-in uh, meteorologist while still going to school at the same time. He left and went to six. I then became the weekend meteorologist. And then I got moved to the morning show, spent six years on the morning show, and then went back to weekends and then got promoted to chief meteorologist at Channel 8. Okay. And uh, I was very fortunate that my old boss at Channel 8 back in the day uh, who I had stayed in touch with, eventually became the vice president of the company I work with now. Okay. And uh, my former, uh, one of my other former bosses too, his wife became the general manager of two. So we have this connection of, well, she's the GM and and uh, guy that uh, I really look up to. He's the vice president of the whole company of, of news. And so when that opportunity came around, they're like, hey, you know, we'd like, you know, for you to join us. Um, and we're, we're, this is our goal. This is what we wanted to accomplish. And, and I was like, I'm in, I'm in. So I, I walked across the street, which is, uh, really weird to go. Cause I'd spent 16 years at, uh, channel, uh, eight, you know, I spent my whole 19 yeah, years old, that's 16 crazy. years there. And that's all I knew. I remember the day my wife was bawling. We were pregnant with our third child and she's like, you know, is this going to work? Whatever. And it was just, it was very high intensity and i went over and we had severe weather like the two days later i was covering severe weather at channel two and uh been there now five years so um it's been a, a wonderful transition it reinvigorated my career and the management that i have has been amazing that's so awesome i'm very lucky what so i mean i can't imagine how hard it would have been with that was your dream as a kid and then you you went and conquered that dream and now honestly hearing that you became chief meteorologist <laughs> over there, it kind of probably made it harder, right? Because it's not like you're at least like, I'm moving over here to get, um, you know, this chief uh, position that right. I've been wanting to get. Like you were already doing that. So I can't imagine how hard it, it, it would have been. It was difficult because that's all I knew. Uh, but I knew, I, you know, I'm a big firm believer in my faith in God. And there was something in me calling me to, to make that move. You know, whatever that was, it's still in this time, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, God has been so, I mean, he's blessed my family like a million times over. That's so, awesome. um, you know, going over, making that switch at the time too, they had just sold to a really other big company. At the, when I started there, it was locally owned. 
uh, a family owned it, the Albrins, and they were amazing. They would come to our Christmas party. Like you felt like you were not just another number, yeah, yeah. right? And then they sold to this huge company um, that came in, and I got to tell you the story. They came in real, uh, to our team to present to us, and the CEO of the company looked out to the audience and or to our staff and was like, um, yeah, why, why do you work here? And pointed to this lady, and she's like, oh, because I, I love what I do. And he's like, no, you don't. That's not why you work here. And we're all like looking at each other like, well, yeah, this, you know, we're here. I like weather, you know, this yeah. is what I'm doing. He's like, you're here because money. That's why you're here. That's yeah. the only reason you're here is money. And he looked at it and she's like, well, no, I love what I do. He goes, okay, uh, you know, manager, make sure she doesn't get paid in two weeks. And what? we'll see how much she loves what she does. And I get, I understand. Yeah. You know, you know we are, yeah, we do need to make a living. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Um, but I was like, I don't want to work for this company. <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that's all their, that's their number one concern is money. So when I saw an opportunity to uh, jet over to gotcha. a better company. That's awesome. Well, man, I truly, truly love the conversation. I feel like I could talk to you for another, you know. Thank uh, you very much. And I look forward to having you on my podcast. Too, oh, so. for sure. I and can't I can wait. Reverse the roles and ask you all your questions. There so. you go. Well, hopefully it doesn't have a lot. The, the name of it is. Um, beyond the forecast. So hopefully it's not a lot of forecast questions. No, I don't know. It's I mean, beyond the weather. Okay, so that there we go. Yeah. I love it. Well, last thing is uh, where can people find you? Okay, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mike Collier WX or on TikTok at TV Mike Collier. Um, and uh, TikTok, I don't know. It just it's been fun to randomly guess and try to make uh, some success out of that. That's Which, awesome. Yeah, I think I've seen some of your videos there <laughs> as well too. That's awesome. Well, thank you so yep. much for coming on, and I thank can't you. wait to come on yours. Yep. And uh, hopefully, uh, this uh, conversation here is able to help at least one or many people out there. Exactly. Thank, thank you, you man. so much. Of course.